0: Hey, it's Mike from the High Hash Rate Podcast. Just want to take a brief moment here and thank Fountain.fm for really helping us grow our podcast. I mean, this has been a a fun ride. We're very thankful for all of our listeners. And if you found us through Fountain, uh, which is likely the case, because that's where most of our traffic comes from. What a cool model, right? Podcasting 2.0. But if you are not listening to High Hash Rate on Fountain.fm, we highly recommend it. You can stream sats to your favorite podcasts. You can also create clips and even stack sats by listening to your favorite podcasts. It's that easy. So if you're not a fountain, head on down and download fountain.fm today and start listening
1: and stacking them sats. There will be a day when big studio or netflix or amazon will produce a big film on satoshi because they will have to realize finally that this is the biggest story then that unfolds in front of our eyes is bitcoin and the biggest mystery and the most influential person in the planet is anonymous and it's satoshi nakamoto who is it oh my god let's make a movie on that
0: hey everybody this is the high hash rate podcast i'm Mike and i'm dan and this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about bitcoin life and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. And welcome back to High Hash Rate. Uh, thanks for joining us. We have a, a wonderful guest today. Uh, definitely have a lot to speak
1: about. Um, Tomek, how are you doing? Hey, what's up? Uh, not so sure if there is that much to speak about, but. That's me, Cheers. from Poland. Umek um, yeah, so <coughs> T-
0: Tomek, uh we have like Drinking a my wine. I, I came across Tomek basically through a series of um mishaps of trying to get a, a, a project off the ground and I um was learning a lot about um or trying to uh, go into starting a, a Bitcoin film festival and and through the process of that, I uh, discovered Tomek and we had a a, a little bit of conversation. So I wanted to bring bring you on and, and just speak a little bit to that. But Tomek, can you just sort of give us a, a background of like where you are in the world and, and uh, you when know, said sort, sort, the sort of the, the skinny. Yeah, the, the Poland. Yeah, okay, sure. got it. Okay, that's the end of that. But it's like 600
1: meters uh, away from Czechia. Uh, I'm on a Polish-Czech border now. Visiting okay. some mountains for the Christmas New Year's Eve. Christmas in Poland is quite celebrated. I don't know if you guys call it still Christmas over there in Cali or holidays, or even holidays is too much. Mm. You're not allowed oh, yeah, to call, call it, it, it
0: anything here. You have, you have oh, to yeah. just say Happy
2: Holidays. Yeah, the secular the secular yeah. or, else, or else you yeah. get yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh yeah, I'm Polish, um, and here in Poland, uh, I've been. Majority of my career, I've been a libertarian activist. If you can try making a career out of it. But then, I mean, in the meantime, I fell down. Obviously, you probably, I, I thought you have to, but apparently it's not the case when you are libertarian to fall down the Bitcoin rabbit hole. But then, uh, yeah, you, I became a Bitcoin uh, activist. And can you explain...
2: Can you explain libertarian in the context of, you know, a European or a Polish libertarian? Because time and time again I kind of find that the American or the US libertarian and the view of libertarianism is quite different from how it's viewed in a lot of other parts of the world. And is that do do you do you see the differences there or do you kind of align with the libertarianism of America? Well, there is there is, is that not a that much. Thing? Of,
1: not that much guns and marijuana to Polish libertarianism but uh, I guess the biggest influence is Bastiat and Hayek. There is also quite strong uh, Mises movement over here in Poland. I was trying to introduce some American libertarianism uh, of Ayn Rand, objectivism, to Poland but the ground is not very fertile for that because Polish culture and same goes with libertarians is quite Catholic. Mm. So, so objectivism uh, uh, doesn't have that many followers. But Polish libertarians are kind of more radical classical liberals over here. They are liberals with lots of conservative uh, rather uh, worldview. Where, do, where does power...
0: Poland sort of land on that scale of libertarianism? Or, or is that like a n- small niche, or is it?
2: Is the what's is the like yeah? What is mainstream? Movement? And what is mainstream Polish politics and culture kind of like right now? That's
1: a good question. Yeah. Uh, We just, we recently have changed our government. There were elections a month ago. So for eight years, uh, there was a ruling party, we call it peace, but it's from PIS. And they are Catholic socialist. I would call them like to, to be, to be objective with that. They're very like right wing and. Not Sure, if this is on geopolitics geopolitical scale, they are more pro Russia or pro USA, mm.
2: more capitalistic or more.
1: Look, Poland, Pol- Pol- Poland, also. I mean, no, no, peace, peace is not capitalistic. They they okay. buy they they corrupt votes of, of simple people and old people, they pay you know 13th pension every year for. Retirement, pe- retired people, fourteenth gotcha. pension before elections, um, and currently opposition, which uh, is supposed to be European and more like central leaning, um, they will they will continue the socialist, nationalistic, socialistic po- policies implemented by peace, like ban on Sunday shopping, like uh, five hundred Polish zloty. Now it's eight hundred, so it's around like two hundred dollars every month per every person below 18 is like universal basic income for kids. Mm. But the society, in my opinion, is so, I don't want to call it corrupted, but it's so used to uh, welfare for the last five to 10 years that even like the hardest opposition, okay, maybe the hardest still oppose, oppose it, but the government that is formed now, they don't oppose these policies. They will, they will follow it because, because it's populism. People, right. people, they, they will, people will not let these uh, mm, privileges to be taken away from them. But uh, these last eight years of, I, I can honestly name it, nationalist Catholics, mm, have been detrimental to Polish system and to Polish culture of politics. And the things that we discuss, uh, the culture wars that did not exist before uh, in in, in our politics, we were actually discussing economics and how government should be formed, and now we do the same what uh, America is doing. That the majority of uh, discussion is about abortion and LGBT and immigrants, where f- for regular person they uh, very rarely they, they they meet immigrant or have some situation with abortions.
2: Right. The,
0: you know, it seems like the, this this message is getting exported around the world, like in a big big way.
2: Yeah, my, I was going to say that. The it's it, it's it sound the way you described some of the problems and the corruption or whatever you want to call it in Poland it sounds a lot different than what we have in the United States but at the same time it is very similar where the welfare state in the United States is really more geared towards the elderly the older Medicare Social Security these pension funds that no matter who which politician from the left and right. Gains power. None of them would e- they would never reach a point of power if they threatened these welfare systems for the aging population. Like th- it's just it's a non-starter. And it kind of as this spreads, as think as everyone's lives are subsidized by the taxpayer. Everyone, the taxpayer starts to think that they should have control over what everyone else does, whether it's have an abortion, have a marriage, you know, a gay marriage or a straight marriage, have smoke cigarettes, the way they eat, their diet, everything becomes scrutinized because everything becomes a cost to you. The way that other people behave, the way that other people act, the way they live their lives can cost you either more or less money based on what you think they should be doing. So it this culture war emerges from the fact that every everyone is paying to subsidize other people's lifestyles.
0: No, I feel that. I feel that.
1: To 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 to, to get probably Polish society you need to remember that for all of its history it was between two local imperias, Russia and Germany. So every political decision every political action is being judged okay is this is this actually benefiting west europe or east europe is this pro german is this politician pro german or is it pro russian now only recently there is uh, after 89 there is so much focus on friendship with the united states and and because of the war in ukraine but being between these two big countries two big states were which had rather imperial uh, ambitions in in the last century, two, three, probably most of most of the history, uh, puts us in always perspective of being between them and trying to decide. Then we had a, a partition in 19th century. Poland was partitioned between Germany, Austria-Hungary, and Russia. Then partition was over. There was World War II. We were occupied by Germany. Then after World War II was over, we were occupied by Russia and by communists. So then, for example, I, probably that's also the reason why my generation, in my generation, there is quite a lot of libertarianism. If I compare it uh, to US or rest of the Europe, probably because we can see how different the life of um, my life and my quality of life is from my parents' life. And the major denominator of these two times is communism and capitalism. We were under the Soviet Union. We were not part of the Soviet Union, but it was a uh, socialist country satellite to USSR. And then I, after 89, we call it capitalism. Of course, it's not pure capitalism, but for people it is. Mm. And, and that's, that's, that makes people a lot of... That makes them un- being anti-communistic. So Poland, especially like people 30 years old, thirty years and older are kind of in your worldview, right wing, I would say it's changing, of course, like the younger generation, I, I'm i losing touch with them. Also, I don't know what, what, what they are voting and what the language they speak, but definitely they don't read that many Mises articles as uh, my peers, my age at university were reading.
0: Wow. It's like the, it's the sovereignty of this nation has been sort of usurped throughout the, its history. Like it, I wonder how that affects. What is the,
2: what is the, what is the age, the average age in Poland or are, are most of the people, is most of their lives pre, uh, you know, end of the cold war or is, is like a, an elderly population or it, well, we it had a lot of baby young...
1: boomers? Right. Okay. Mm, because almost fifth of Polish population was, was vanished in 3945. Then we had our baby boomers and this is our demography peak. Okay. So the majority, the most people are between now 60 and 70 years old. They are entering the retirement age now, while there is a, like a low on the demography pyramid of people around my age and maybe 10, 15 years younger. So it looks like there might be a problem. And it's, of course, Poland is not unique in that, in how the retirement system is uh, structured. Right? Because in 15 years, it's estimated that it's going to be three times more. The ratio of people being retired and people in the workforce is going to be, it will increase threefold in 15 years. I don't know where they will take money from. <laughs> they cannot, they will probably print them.
2: I guess my, the, the reason I asked that specific question was, do you, th- do you think that because like these boomers who kind of control the population and the parent, their parents before them and their parents before them lived in this uh, struggle between the imperial powers of Germany or of Western Europe and, and of Russia, that once this generation kind of starts to die off, through time, that the younger generation who've been most of their existence kind of in this post Cold War life, that there's a chance that there's more of the self determination um, individual, less worried about does this politician support Russia no. or does this politician? No. Sure. Okay, okay,
1: I'm not sure. It looks like to me, it looks like people older than me, generations, generation higher, uh, they are used to that state can do everything and that state can provide things and if you know some friend in a local party or a local administrator then you 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 have a privilege somehow people who were raised in 90s because 90s were like wild west for us we opened borders we opened markets it was it was this was the closest we ever been to capitalism so these people who are now like 35 45 50 that they were like opening starting their businesses they were like uh, developing their careers in 90s they are the most entrepreneur spirited people while the generation above believes in state and also is lots of afraid in state and i think generations below younger they are uh we call it warm water policy uh, right that it's fine. The quality of life is good. You don't have to uh, be interested in what's happening in politics. You don't have to learn economics. There is internet. It's it's much better than what your parents have had. And also there was European Union, which expanded a lot in recent, like 2000, let's say five, 2015 with lots of funds flowing. Like it, of course, it came from Germany, France, some wealthier states. Mm but 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 it gave also people uh, i guess some conception of mm, mm, well of the welfare state of that government bigger government bigger than polish one if polish is incompetent that we have then we have a bigger government in brussels that has even more money and our local politicians what they can do they can ask for this money from from brussels which of course our citizens have have chipped in there earlier but now there is something to argue about, and there is there is some policy to implement implemented. There is like money to be given for infrastructure, for some educational programs. Um, I think this also, while it provided, of course, lots of investment, and we benefit from this, uh, in not only Poland but also Romania, Bulgaria. I guess it also corrupted society a bit.
0: So c- curious as to how <coughs> your emotional entry point into this libertarian activism, as, as you mentioned, like where, how did you get into, what, what stemmed that, like what came, how, how did
1: you get into that? It's, it's, uh, all of us have kind of like an original story either with Bitcoin or with libertarianism, like in libertarian circles, we also ask each other like, Hey, we're. When did you first read Rodbart or when did you consider yourself libertarian, right?
2: When did you get Mises pilled? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh for me, I guess. <laughs> when I w- when I was a teenager, there was this documentary, Zeitgeist on Google oh, yeah. Video. Oh yeah. It there wasn't it, there was YouTube, but YouTube did not let you play films longer than like 15 minutes. So there was Google video. And Zeitgeist was like the first viral documentary. Uh I think it the, this one kind of you know, opened my teenage eyes that all right, not everything they they tell in the TV is truth. Uh, you should be more skeptical about it. You should like question religion and politics and central banks. It was around that time that end the Fed campaign by Ron Paul was running in the U.S. and somehow for some reason it was. Pop- I think he visited Poland and or something, but for some reason like my libertarian circles they picked it up. And the Fed, and the Fed. Um, so I guess that was the, that that was my beginning story. Uh, also Orwell, and Huxley being read in in a school, and then you know you follow down the rabbit hole. You follow.
0: Well, I mean, it's, a, it's an it's an interesting um, entry point, just as it ties into um, basically you know something I wanted to get into on this episode, like what you're doing in the background. Um, you, you're getting into an idea through film, right? There's a film that speaks to you and and a message that uh, connects with you. And I just wanted you to sort of talk a little bit about, um, basically this other project that you're, that you guys started and maybe who, who's involved and and what this thing is, the the Bitcoin Film Fest.
1: Oh yeah. So uh, it's over a year. Since I met Pierre, my friend, a French Bitcoiner, apparently who speaks Polish because he's a polyglot. And somewhere, me organizing uh, Warsaw Bitcoin meetups, I was searching Twitter for some tweets, some Bitcoin who located in Warsaw posted Bitcoin, right? And then I found out that this guy posted, hey, I'm in Warsaw. Is there any Bitcoiners who want to meet up? And I I googled Pierre and I saw he made a film about Bitcoin. Great reset and the rise of Bitcoin. I haven't seen it, but let's maybe show it in this bar that we do these meetups. Um, it didn't happen. We had some argument with venue; They didn't have a screen or something. But uh, me and Pierre met and some other Bitcoiners. We got a bit drunk. And we thought, okay we, we need to repeat that we need to show the film, but once we arrange a venue, let's let's show a bit f- few, few more films. why well, there is there is more than one Let's show three of them. let's show let, let's do a film festival, right? And it was a at the beginning it was a crazy drunk idea, but uh, a week later we met again. We drank again and, and we called the cinema and decided to do a film festival. So in March, this year, 2023, on a very quick notice. Uh, I mean, it was last year, this November, December, we decided to do it. And then we decided to do it at the end of March. We figured eight Bitcoin films uh, to be screened. Four of them were represented by its uh, directors. So there was a a Bitcoin film festival of Bitcoin-only films, which show Bitcoin films. And let's see what happens, right? And apparently it was a first on such scale Bitcoin-only film festival. Uh, where we gave some awards for the best film. So, Le Mister Satoshi, French uh, movie, they won the award. And the audience choice, Human B from Germany. Of course, both of them are documentaries. Maybe not, of course, but now most of these films in Bitcoin scene are because, of course, uh, doing this project made me watch probably all of the Bitcoin films that are out there. And I can say, and you can all guess that 95% Ninety-five percent of these Bitcoin films are documentaries. But then also there is a question: What is Bitcoin film? Is this just a documentary about Bitcoin? Is it film where Bitcoin is main part of the plot? Is is Matrix a Bitcoin film, where well, there is no Bitcoin, but there is there is some values about Bitcoin which are in a film? So there is lots of these questions and discussions. What what should be our mission? What should what is the plan of this initiative? We did just film festival, but what surprised us was the follow-up after this event because apparently I got in touch with people like Mike and some other Bitcoiners from all around the world that started messaging us, hey guys, uh, I'm doing a Bitcoin film, I need actors. Hey, I'm doing a Bitcoin film and I'm do- I need fans. Hey, we are a, a libertarian organization from LA. We are doing film making workshops. Do you want to participate? And a few other uh, such contacts mm, were made that we are like, okay, let's uh, let's develop this initiative. Let's do an annual film festival. Uh, in the meantime, let's uh, inform the world what's what's happening in this industry because it put us in the center of Bitcoin film industry that didn't exist before. I'm not a filmmaker myself. I don't know the film industry from behind, but I'm quite good and experienced in organizing events and communities, knowing Pierre who had access to filmmakers and me who well, was brought to the libertarianism because of the movie and uh, who loves cinema. Uh, I, I, I guess it makes a nice mixture and looks like we are building uh, alternative uh, Hollywood on the other side of the mirror, you
2: know?
0: Well, there's a lot to think about there, an alternative to Hollywood. It's like uh, Bitcoin has all these um, you know, incredible aspects about it and uh ideas uh and ideological sort of avenues to go down and so i imagine it's going to transform that in- industry completely but i'm i'm curious how you, how you think that that w- will play out or what if you have any thoughts to that
1: Well, so there is always that this question that i already raised what is a bitcoin film now Majority of them are documents about Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin? Who was Satoshi Nakamoto? And let's 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 explain to the educational the purposes. Let's educate yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Yes. There is not that much like inspirational purposes. There is not that much art yet, which is okay because Bitcoin is only fifteen years old. And for Bitcoin, like a good film takes few years to be produced. You need art designers, you need some graphic designers, you need uh, uh, guys who make a good stories for this film, the pinnacle of arts, uh, as some say, it, it will take much more time. So, so I'm not, I'm not uh, surprised that it's normal that uh, Bitcoin cinema is still kind of nascent and also the stories that, it's, it tell, that these movies tell, they are not very subtle lots of these creations they put you you know big orange letter b in front of your eyes and which is also okay right so it it will take time till we have some you know bitcoin film which we will start questioning okay is this a bitcoin film if there was no large orange b letter in it
2: <laughs> right that's a, that was my that was going to be my question was when you see a lot of these especially when a smaller a lot of times they're political uh funded productions and they make these movies you know whether or religion is also like there's christian movies and it's just it's there's no subtext it's very in your face everything they say is to be taken literally and it but like really good film is the, the values the subtext is 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 under the surface and you have to think about it and you have to start to discover what the message is and kind of figure it out for yourself. And you'd said, this takes time. How, you know, what do you think? Do you think it takes this hyper Bitcoinization before we can have Bitcoin film that is as good as something that Scorsese could make or, you know, pick, pick your favorite director or is, is that, is that what we're doing now with these documentaries and with these, uh, Instructional almost videos. It's giving people the context in the background to layer on a more mature production later.
1: Well, prob- probably all of that, and because uh, it's, I, I I think the first we try to identify what was the first Bitcoin video, and it was just some guy recording his screen and showing how he's clicking and what is how to buy Bitcoin, you click here, you click here, the first Bitcoin film ever. Like 2000, I was, I think it was late 2010 or early 2011. Mm. Then we we had a bunch of bunch, like most of this, I call it filmmakers. I put it in one group. There were guys who were doing YouTube stuff, uh, doing their short dogs, having some cameras out there, but to make a big production, you need a, like a separate team to do a screenplay to do a choreography to do mm, to do all the production planning another director somebody else some studio who will make like th- this is much more complicated process mm, for, for 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 this to happen we either use the legacy infrastructure and the people who are already, like i don't know and there are such cases that there are some guy who made a mm, bit who made some money on bitcoins and he wants to mm, he wants to produce a film and he hires somebody to do that. So there is like another level from being a YouTuber who records his screen. Then there would be probably a groups of people like maybe Mike, maybe me, maybe you, maybe Pierre who would like, Oh yeah, I know this guy who who is doing this. Let's, let's do this with them. Because as we know, these Bitcoiners also tend to rather work with Bitcoiners. Uh, and the person who wants to do a, like a proper Bitcoin movie. He doesn't want, he, he, he would rather have a, you know, orange peeled person working with him and like have the crew understand what's happening. So then probably the on this steps to maturity, there is this initiatives or organization like ours, a Bitcoin Film Fest. We are also creating these networks of people who are into films and into Bitcoin. And on our Telegram chat also now, there are already some deals happening that, hey, I need a camera crew in London. Oh, I have a guy and like these guys, they met each other because they're part of Bitcoin film fest community. Right. Next time some deal will happen because somebody, some big, bigger thing, I hope will happen because somebody will pitch his screenplay or pitch his movie idea at our film festival. And there will be some anonymous whale who will decide, okay, let's, let's invest in long-term project in culture. So I, there is like so many steps that like has to be uh, layered on to have something but maybe apparently we will have a surprised and surprised message that hey Zack Snyder is a bitcoiner and he decides to make a bitcoin movie now and it will come Zack in Snyder 5 years
0: Zack Snyder bitcoin
1: not sure not sure not sure if we uh, would be happy if Zack Snyder decides to do that but the reason the, the reason why i chose one uh is uh I've heard from, so in Bitcoin Film Fest, we are not only uh, like identifying, networking and uh, bringing to a a conference people from, Uh, let's call it the Bitcoin world who are into films but we also try to monitor legacy film industry and some people from Hollywood who somehow sometimes like mention Bitcoin like you remember after Barbie uh, premiere there was this interview with Margot Robbie and she said oh her partner uh, she wanted to ask him something yes he just told her about Bitcoin he's such a can right and this quote like made it surfaced but this is this is an event that uh, we as Bitcoin Film Fest monitor and we collect such info. We try to yes. reach to these people, and there are already, and I can tell you that there are already people in Hollywood who are orange peels. They are not maybe outspoken about it, right? For maybe maybe some political reasons, maybe maybe just they they don't want to lose their jobs or whatever reason, right? But there are, and there will be more. So I hope also Bitcoin Film Fest will be a bridge for them. Uh, And I can also from some sources that people working closely to Zack Snyder are trying to orange peel him. So let's see how (laughs) it goes. (laughs) I'm also following that closely because Zack Snyder is a fan of Ayn Rand. So as I told you, I I also did my Ayn Rand uh, uh, evangelism over here in Poland. And uh, Zack is working hard on his Fountainhead adaptation.
2: But yeah, the, we were also it's... like
1: recently chatting on Twitter. If, you know, there will be a day where somebody, I mean, it doesn't have to be one of us Bitcoiners or if I hope there is no us and them, but there will be a day when big studio or Netflix or Amazon will produce a big film on Satoshi because they will have to realize finally that this is the biggest story then that mm-hmm. unfolds in front of our, our, our eyes. is Bitcoin. And the biggest mystery and the most influential person in the planet is Anonymous and it's Satoshi Nakamoto. Who is it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, let's make a movie on that. Uh, it's coming like it it will come shortly uh we can make bets who will be, that be um, and it's
2: and i think i think satoshi i think i think it's great that you brought this up because i was thinking about this the other day that we're we're talking about the subtext of movies and back to the question i asked and you can watch you can learn a lot through memes on the internet you, if you share a meme an original idea um and it becomes viral, or sometimes you'll share one and it, it doesn't get any attention. But when it becomes viral, y- you start to, everybody who liked and shared that, you now have a perspective about how you can communicate with them to share an idea about Bitcoin in a more broad context, something that's more universal or something that's more easily identified by the masses that isn't just this technical uh, documentary type approach. And you do that more and more and, and, and memes and ideas they evolve. And you and the, the more popular they become, the more information you gather about how you can communicate these deeper ideas through different forms of medium and through different using different, you know, actors, different emotional settings that appeal to whoever your audience is, in this case Bitcoiners. And so you go back to Satoshi and it's like you make this movie about this anonymous uh, Satoshi is no one he he, he's he's not a person he's an idea at this point uh and when you can make a movie about an idea that a lot of you know most of the world has some sort of frame of reference about what Satoshi did or what Satoshi created but he's just an idea now you have like this this blank canvas that you can create art on top of this new layer of art that is much less constrained because you're just you're making a movie about no one you're making a movie about an idea and it's you can kind of build the archetype and the the characteristics into this idea of a person that isn't constrained by the reality of that person
0: hey, it comes down kind to the of- filmmaker themselves
2: Right. They tried to make a movie about Napoleon, right? And it's very controversial. Some people hate it because it, they it's not historically accurate based on what some people think about Napoleon and who he was and how he actually acted as a conqueror. But because that's because Napoleon was a real person. And Satoshi was a real person in the sense that he typed and coded Bitcoin. But from the sense that nobody knows who he is, and he's just kind of an idea at this point, a legend and folklore... Now you have so much more freedom and cre- or creative freedom to to write a movie or a script based on Satoshi.
1: There was a comment after our film festival that we should hope that uh, they will not hire Nicolas Cage as Satoshi <laughs> early on. <you> know? <laughs> <laughs> or they should,
0: because Nicolas Cage is is everywhere and everyone. You know,
1: but maybe it would be more difficult to present Satoshi as uh, as an idea. But I was sure. also recently uh, talking to someone, mm, actually a Bitcoiner who is working closely with Zack Snyder, <laughs> and that one. And uh, <laughs> and I, I we also asked like there was a topic about Satoshi movie, and he he says something that mm, they shouldn't make a movie they that whoever makes it yeah about this person Satoshi, but maybe a mini series showing how each of us is actually Satoshi.
0: Yes, mm.
1: very, that very would, well yeah. said, so, yeah, because it, awesome. d- it
0: does speak to, because that's, it's again, it's that idea, as you said, Dan, so it actually speaks to, as I was saying, the filmmaker themselves, the filmmaker has the, uh, ha- has the point of view on how Satoshi affects them or how, uh, what, what it means to them.
2: Yeah, of course. So it,
0: it, it absolutely yeah, makes sense that
2: if it, it, it if can go that way. If you separate Bitcoin from the protocol and think about it just as an idea, it infects and infiltrates every part of human life, and it, it it's it kind of creates this contrast to the current system, which now people have a word for. They say this is fiat, and this the opposite no, wanted, of it, this good, good. the opposite of this fiat that I am experiencing. That is is problem made problems in my society is corrupted my you know it's corrupted government if you if you're somebody who's into politics and you're thinking about bitcoin you're seeing fiat as it corrupts the government if you're in art and you're getting into inscriptions or nfts you're seeing fiat as it corrupts the incentives of the art world if you're in economics you see how it in in, in corrupts the financial system if you're in the energy sector you see how it corrupts uh the way that we Basically, invest in, in energy Distribute and how energy we or, how yeah. we produce yeah how we produce energy. If you're into art or a, like film, you can you, you, you it doesn't matter what sector you, you or part Marvel of life is what you get. when you when you are forced to think about Bitcoin, right? You you start to see the the corruption and the rot and ideas from the fiat system, and you have this alternative that basically exposes that in every aspect of society. So it's it's Right, right. So it's um, when you say that Satoshi is everybody, or so everybody, regardless of where they're at in the world or they're at in their life, they Bitcoin teaches them how to see that fiat corruption in their daily lives, and it starts to they start to identify with Bitcoin as how they would fix the world. And this is the tool they would use. This would be the the foundation, the framework for how they would fix their part of the world, their lives, their families, their communities, their governments. And it gives people that ability to find that self-determination to fix what they can fix. Because you can start at a small level instead of having to try to fix it from the top down.
1: You are going into interesting grounds. Because this is like talking about bitcoin philosophy or bitcoin culture sure that 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 but without mentioning the protocol and like the network and the asset right it's which about is some certain set of values virtues right.
2: that are compatible so, with that protocol
1: it's but I still can like I cannot find a good definition of that. How would you describe it? how would you define these ranges of what is the bit? What is Bitcoin? What is fiat? What is what is the word from this orange lenses? Because this is the good metaphor. I I couldn't describe. I know what you mean. Like, I know. No, same, no I, I the, agree. The, this, the same happens with like Bitcoin films, right? I can say like this is a Bitcoin film where there is no Bitcoin. So so okay, what is a Bitcoin film like? Please tell me. Is it something about uh, I don't know independence, honesty, something about truth? Right, and so and this is all good
2: movies, right? All good movies, Mm -hmm. or not all good movies, but many good movies, right? When you ask somebody, what was the theme of this movie? What was the, or why was this guy the bad guy? Or what was this, how did this act or this event in this movie impact his character? People have different interpretations for that. They have different interpretations about how it would have ended or what the ending meant or what any part of the movie, the meaning behind it was. And that's similar with, with this Bitcoin fiat dynamic where I can't tell you what is fiat about Poland and the Polish government (laughs) and Polish culture. And you can't tell me what it is about the United States. That's fiat. You can identify some obvious things and I can identify some obvious things, but the real nuances of the fiat rot that I see from my particular vantage point in the United States, even compared to Mike's in California is different, but having that framework, which you if you use Bitcoin as that framework, you can start to to delineate between these two things, or delineate between Bitcoin and non-Bitcoin. And then from that point, as a communicator, as an artist, as a filmmaker, you can begin to construct these memes, for lack of a better word, that you know other people identify with because it's a part there's you're using all these uh structures and statues and 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 um rituals or whatever from the culture that you know and you're communicating like this is the negative part of our culture this is the positive part of our culture and you can kind of paint that so people can almost visualize this is bitcoin this is fiat
1: Sounds well, like sir. Bitcoin is bringing the objectivis- objectivization of ethics.
2: Yes, yes, it's an epistemic renaissance, and we're creating the the ability to find truth from our own experience, our own ethics, our own um, our our own way of intuiting and understanding the world. Because we, whether we recognize it consciously or not. We know, you know, you don't stick your hand in fire, it will burn you. You, you, you don't step off a cliff it, because we, we understand in, in, inside of ourselves what gravity is, what these laws of the universe are. And if you disobey the laws of this universe, even if you couldn't write the physical, you know, the physics um, formulas, the mathematical formulas to explain gravity, to explain f- how fire and combustion and, and heat work, you know what they are and you can reason about them so you can use bitcoin to kind of reason about to help you identify and expose some of these the second order effects of the laws of the universe and if it's inefficient if it's energy inefficient or it's energy efficient if it you know then that would be bitcoin versus these alternatives which you know using solar power in a cloudy country instead of fossil fuels. That's energy, that's fiat. Somebody's trying to get tax subsidies from the government to create an energy source that's not efficient, that doesn't benefit most people. It benefits the people who get the subsidies. That's fiat. And you start to use Bitcoin to identify and expose these second order effects of kind of straying away from the laws of the universe. That's how I kind of think about it. Like it's, Bitcoin is as a meme infiltrating every aspect of our lives, exposing the fiat that exists around us.
0: Well, it, it, for me, it really made us aware that there is a world that we've been living in that is not truthful, but right. it is
2: false. Being deceived. We're being it, deceived as you said, because, it, yeah, because it, we couldn't exposed... identify the deceit.
0: And it really it gives you a counterpoint. Like you just don't have that lens until you right. realize, oh, there is a. It, th- this might be the view of a lot of Christians or a lot of you know hardcore religious people, is that there is a uh, there is something outside of yourself, right? There there right. is a, a a truth outside, right? And for a truth that is universal. Most of our lives, we've been thinking that oh no the, the the state is the truth. The government is the truth. The the message that is delivered to me about the laws that I have to abide by are the truth. And Bitcoin has, for me personally, for sure, revealed that oh, the, that's a whole separate world. That, those things are bifurcated. Right. Think Absolutely.
2: about think about a relationship. If you've been with one woman or one man your whole life, or you had a shitty father, and that's all you knew, and you're like, I, you don't know any better. Like the way that you've interacted, you know, your dad sucked. You just didn't know any better. And then maybe That's your mom gets a, you know, maybe your mom gets a divorce fight and club she comes to,
0: to, to mind and she,
2: and your mom marries a new guy. You have a stepdad and he's like the, the, the prototype good father, or you get into a new relationship. It's the prototype partner and you start, and now you have that comparison where you're like everything that sucked in my life before this, I didn't even understand it. But now that I've got a, and a good example, I can see it everywhere. Once once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you know the yeah, truth, yeah, you yeah. see it in all things. So once, if Bitcoin exposes the truth about the thermodynamic uh, energy efficient qualities that make up the laws of the universe, once you see it once, you can't, you see it in everything.
1: How would you say that it's uh, different from other enlightenments that uh, many people encounter? Sure. The religion, Good finding question. some philosophy. Oh, I think or, that it's, I think that it's their libertarianism or whatever, uh, I think or that going to a therapy, right? Then then you, again, you see things that you have not seen before. You, you change your perspective on the world and it's not even the understanding or some knowledge that you got. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. It's the, it's, it's different from the, and this is where I think a lot of people get caught up and they would get really upset if you were to call Bitcoin a religion or a cult or whatever or you call bitcoin something other than a monetary technology you're like it's just a monetary technology it's just a tool it's not a religion it's not a meme it's not uh, a framework of values says, way. right right and and but yes that's true in a literal sense that it is just a monetary technology but if you abstract that and you abstract and you think about how a software program or code reprograms it it programs the computer that it's it's running on it align or it, it disrupts the incentive systems of every uh you know or it the incentive structure of every system that it interacts with it forces this change so if you separate it from the protocol and think about it like as I said as a meme as an idea separate from the protocol it is similar to a religion it is a framework of laws or a framework of rules or a framework of thinking about how you interact with other people and how you interact with your physical world. And then you start to see the, you know, if, if that religion or if that idea is a good one, right, you will have a better life. You will, in, in Agra, be be more productive, be more happy. Your culture will thrive. Your family will thrive. Your society will thrive. People will cooperate and trade will be more, um, prosperous between people. If it's a bad idea, it'll be it'll result in infighting and just stagnation. And the the being able to objectively say this is right or this is wrong, well that's an argument for philosophers. But from a pragmatic standpoint, from a um uh I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but from a results, if you just want to follow the results and follow the money and see what is more um Successful, has better outcomes, then you can use that as a guide. So it's, I, if you've seen the movie uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, when they, those black pillars, and every so often throughout human civilization, like one of those new black pillars kind of emerges and it creates like a new perspective that totally sets off in a new era of human existence. Bitcoin could be thought of like that. You know, it could be thought of like Christian. Christianity it changed West Western thought Western civilization forever once it became adopted and spread. The internet changed everything. It changed the world. The printing press, like there's all these technological changes that once once they're in the culture, once they're in the mind, the mind virus spreads. It's the the world can never go back
1: to the way it was before. I'm laughing because I I I, yeah, I, I, I always so. hoped it's gonna be libertarianism, you know.
2: Liberty. Maybe, no, maybe
1: it, Bitcoin brings it. Maybe,
2: maybe it, took, it takes Bitcoin to help people see that what libertarians, the libertarian philosophy in action. Because libertarians have never, for the most part, never had enough control over a government, over, over a society to, sh- to show people like this is best. This is what uh, the results of a libertarian philosophy can be if it's adopted. But if you kind of sneak it in like a Trojan horse into a, in a big orange meme, well, then maybe people become libertarian without ever voting for it. They just they just start to follow it because it, the incentives lead them to have better lives.
1: I wonder if it had to be the same memes that they are now like if the Bitcoin, if Bitcoin nature makes these memes, and that like it would have to be sovereignty, uh, free market, and maybe some maybe not a pep, pepe pep, frog, this type of memes, but maybe
2: <laughs> I
1: wonder like how much Bitcoin, like the memes, drive it. Oh, yeah, and they. Uh- Pepe
2: frog is not the meme. Pepe frog is the medium. The meme is whatever the idea that underlies. So people are finding like I think memes started right. I mean, in the term of the little images we share online, the memes kind of started on Reddit, right? It was just it was almost in your face, right? The letters, the impact font was like some kid smiling, and it was like this is what he's smiling about. That's what the meme was. Somebody, somebody's picture. This is what they're doing, and you're like, oh. And then it's like, well, I could use that picture to say he's doing this as well. And you put it, this is what I'm doing. And it's different from this is what I'm doing on the other picture. But now you don't even need to put the words anymore. You just share a picture of a of fat guy smiling. You are like he's Jolly Maxing, you know, he, or you could also
0: share, you could even, you know what you could also do is you can share uh, frames or clips of a movie and take movie. it out of context Yeah, and put it into a different context. Which is kind of amazing as
2: well or when you're when you're trying to communicate just with text you can't it's very hard to convey emotion or, or or tone right but if you put morgan freeman on there you've got this wise older man with a wise inner voice that everybody has in their head reading that text for you now so now morgan freeman who's never said those words he's never quoted that but his voice is in everyone's head and you are now putting his picture and just any words you want And that you're tricking everybody into reading it in the tone and context of Morgan Freeman or Will Ferrell or whoever, Michael Saylor. And it's now if you want to spread your message to people across the world, you just put the picture to set the tone, to set the context. They have the voice in their head already. And if that's the voice that should be carrying your message, then, you know, it well, and then be, you post this
1: picture, and no one shares it. No one likes it. And then it it's, sucked. It's 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 done. And you spent it doesn't resonate, and you spent yeah.
2: and you spent two minutes or less to come to put that idea out there, and it's nobody liked it. All right, you learned. Now you 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 adjust and you adapt, and then you find how to communicate with people through memes, and you you your message can just explode. I mean, you can set a meme that people in Africa that have no cultural or 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 Economic or political or, or religious reference to your life, but if you use the right meme, you can connect with them.
1: And you can buy s- Meta art Space and buy a proper meme, buy some data, and know which meme right. to which person, right?
2: Right. And then here's the the corollary, the 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 black mirror, so to speak, the dystopian thought. It's like once you Let's become
1: orange mirror guys,
2: once you become a meme, orange. you're in the hands of uh, once you become a meme, man, people can use it for whatever they they can destroy your reputation, they can destroy your memory in in your culture or in your, your point in time. Once you become a meme, your your legacy is at the hands of the masses. And if they like you, they, if they like you, it might be a good thing. If they hate you, it might be a bad thing.
0: I I can't I just want to go back to this question. It's such an interesting question. What is a Bitcoin film? Yeah, for me, it's a such an interesting question because it really opens. Because you you pointed out a good a good point, uh, Tomek. It's like, yeah, it could be this film where a Bitcoin is the B is in your face, and um, you know, that's the early versions of Bitcoin. I mean, the early versions of film themselves were just like plays. You know, it was just like an extended version of the uh, of the theatrical play. So of they course, it's an early in
1: face, right? In in the
0: in your face, right? So if, and 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 goofiness and slapstick comedy, right? So, if you ask a question, what what is a Bitcoin film? Then something that occurred to me is that oh, a Bitcoin film doesn't all the it doesn't even have to mention Bitcoin. It's just the ideologies behind what Bitcoin represents. Right.
2: So yeah, and let that, me take your. So, I, say I take just care. want to say what comes to yeah, yeah. what ahead. comes
0: to mind is is something like The Matrix where mm-hmm. obviously nothing, and it's so resonant, you know, it resonates so much inside the Bitcoin community. It It is a, it's not just a,
1: For it a has reason, nothing yeah. to do with
0: money. It has nothing to, it just, it, it's about the exposure mm-hmm. of fiat. That's what it, that's what it really comes to. Totally. So, uh, right.
2: The matrix is fiat. It's fake. It's a simulation. It's corrupted. So I, I would piggyback on your question, Mike, because I don't have an answer to this, but you guys are film guys. So if you if you had to if you had to create the loosest and um, basic fundamental definition of what it takes to be considered a Bitcoin movie, not a good Bitcoin movie, not a a premium you know a high quality Bitcoin movie, just the bare minimum to be a Bitcoin movie, like how would you begin to define that?
0: With the click at the end, I like that nice soda click. Tomek, you want that one?
1: Yeah, I mean I I'm not sure if I if, if I know where the road ends because it would like the answer would open many discussions. Like we can say like oh the film that it would be a bitcoin film that follows bitcoin ethics. What is a bitcoin ethics? How do we define what is good, what is bad? Is it like expenditure of energy or maybe there would we can imagine some some situation where actually energy wouldn't be the last resort in defining good and bad. Mm. But I th- yeah, it would require another three hours to to check if, if the philosophical answer lies there, but I would say that the place where the reality is romantic and when where mm. the romantic is real where
2: real w- okay yeah, we' keep using the word real right okay
1: where what is what is good and bad the morality is based in reality mm-hmm. where it's anchored where the values presented then goes to the films where the values presented there they well they are that were authentic, they're, 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 ex, they're, they're explainable,
2: anybody, anybody who sees that movie could reason about the real emotion or the real story, because it's based on a universal truth, I
1: universal think so, yes, truth. yes.
2: I would. I. I didn't have a definition of this before you started talking, but you kept saying "real," and it made me think, uh, because Bitcoin is an idea, and it's it's not or the idea, you know, the meme portion of Bitcoin is just an idea that anybody can have from any perspective. I would say that a Bitcoin movie would be any movie made by a Bitcoiner who was M- Michael Saylor. Ex- no, 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 listen, listen.
0: But then
1: who is a Bitcoiner? Yeah. Is Brother Wachowskis or Sister Wachowskis or other Bitcoiners? It's a, it's oh, that a,
2: a, any anybody who has been exposed to the mind virus of Bitcoin, who, can own, who starts to think about every aspect of their life or every aspect of the external world through a Bitcoin lens, once they've gotten to that point, wherever they are, and they make a movie that they express their... Message or their emotions or whatever in an authentic, real way based on that, based on the way they think now because they've been exposed to Bitcoin. That would be a Bitcoin movie. And anybody who watches it could start, if they start thinking about the message and start to wonder about it and start to dig deeper, they would be led ultimately to Bitcoin simply by setting off that, you know, butterfly effect. The only, all roads lead to Bitcoin, right? Like all roads lead to Rome, all roads lead to Bitcoin. If if, if you start, if a road is um, if you I, I kind of lost my train of thought there but
1: no worries it's okay You know why it's difficult to say? Because being a Bitcoin film is not it's a spectrum mm-hmm. right? So it's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and we're all no, on a spectrum. That's and, uh, great. Man. Definition is not. That's, that's
1: great. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a spectrum, but after all, there is there are films that are screened at Bitcoin Film Fest and there are films that are not screened at Bitcoin Film Fest. So, and maybe- <laughs> they're the ones setting that line. Uh, and we had, uh, I'm very happy just this week, we had... Okay, okay, not just these three weeks, let's say. We had three submissions for a Bitcoin Film Fest, which happens in Warsaw, April April 19 to 21st, Bitcoin Film Fest 2024. We had three submissions from films that are... There is a documentary about Julian Assange. Uh, the, the film Ithaca, right? The, this guy's messaged us, hey, can we get screened? Maybe it, it wouldn't be official selection because the film has been released like three years ago or two years ago, but we it also started... Making us this question, okay, uh, there is no Bitcoin mentioned there, right? But I guess like like there is so much things yeah. aligned with what Bitcoiners are interested in. Or it's not about interests, but about these values behind those interests. That it it could be a Bitcoin Film Fest film. And there was also this uh, documentary submitted about a guy who lives on a, who builds a seasteading uh, place. Uh, next to dubai he lives on a like a cargo ship and there is a documentary about this guy being produced. this guy uses bitcoin right but i, I like it's not a film about bitcoin so this question is quite uh quite active also in this uh, initiative that we ha- that we, ha- we are having and uh, I'm very open i think I think uh doing this festival we should place like <laughs> How many Bitcoin documentaries can we make right right like we are making another Hollywood not just a festival for films about bitcoins
2: I would um, wow, I've got a, I've, yeah. I've got a good example right a new way of framing the question what is a Bitcoin movie is what is a Bitcoin meme if you if you go to the high hash rate Twitter and you scroll that timeline you're gonna see <laughs> probably 60 Perfect to 70 percent 60 to 70 percent of the posts that are on the high hash rate Twitter timeline have nothing to do on the surface with Bitcoin. They're not, they don't mention Bitcoin. There's no Bitcoin symbols, but in my opinion, they're Bitcoin memes because the underlying values, the underlying message are resonate with Bitcoiners and to people who listen to the high hash rate podcast. So because, and that's, People might wonder, like, why are you sharing all these memes? This isn't, this isn't Bitcoin. This isn't on brand. I'm like, I disagree. I think that the reason that they do so well, and the people that follow us like the memes that we post so much, is because they are Bitcoin memes. They just don't. If you look by looking at it, you couldn't tell if you weren't already a Bitcoiner.
0: Wow. So Maybe it transcends for- meaning in that way completely. You know, right. I, like the, I said, the protocol transcends itself in, in a lot.
2: The, the JPEG I'm sharing. Is not the meme; it's the medium. The meme, the Bitcoin meme, is the message that it's 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 sending.
1: I would argue that uh, later in the future, where hopefully popular culture realizes what we realize here, right, um, this these things wouldn't have to be called Bitcoin, it- right it doesn't have to be a Bitcoin meme, right? If it's not about, like Matrix doesn't have to, we don't have to call it a Bitcoin movie. It could be, maybe Orange movie would be even a better name for that.
2: Yeah. Or if you're, if you're out trying to, con- to orange pill people or you're trying to teach them about Bitcoin, think about how you can do that without ever mentioning Bitcoin, at least at first. How do you explain and orange pill somebody to make them a Bitcoiner? Without using the word Bitcoin in the first, you know, ten percent of the interaction you have with them, hook them in, get them on point, on on the same spectrum, on the same wavelength as you. Without you have
0: to meet them. Yeah, you have to meet right. them where they are too.
2: Right. It's like a sale. Like when you're a sale. I mean, not that mm-hmm. orange pilling is sale- selling, but like a good it salesman. That you go out golfing, you connect with the person that you're trying to have a, a business relationship with. You become friends. You see that sh- you see each other's life from each other's perspective. And then you talk business. If you open up with hey, a
0: story. Yeah. If you open up with,
2: I have this car for $10,000, but I'll give it to you for nine. How do you think about that? People are like get the fuck out of my face. You're a greasy salesman. <laughs> but if you connect with somebody and you're like, Hey, by the way, I, I, I saw your car broke. You, you created a friendship with them over a couple of days, a couple hours, whatever. Like, oh, by the way, I know your car broke down. I've got a car for sale. It's uh, it'll serve your needs. You know, it's got everything you need. It'll get you. It's dependable. It's reliable. It gets you from A to B. You can trust it. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, all
1: right. And then you sell this car to like, then you make such deals with ten other people. <laughs> you didn't make that much money, but you <laughs> re- realize. <laughs> But you realize that it's about the f- these friends that you made along the way, right? <laughs> right, yeah, the journey, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. No, but that's true. That's also true. It's funny, but it's true. And that's why I think that Bitcoin, when people think that it's going to become the reserve currency, it doesn't mean that every country is going to make it their legal tender or that it's like the banks are going to be transformed or destroyed and they're going to use Bitcoin. It means that the underlying currency of social capital of interaction, of, yeah, of, yeah, interaction yeah. of of yeah of building culture and building communities will be based on bitcoin and that doesn't even necessarily mean based on bitcoin payments it just means the values of the bitcoin system will be what under underlies and undergirds society
0: you actually point out something that bitcoin can really only be adopted by the individual
2: yeah exactly and, you cannot force adopted it upon someone. by
0: a If it's adopted by some sort of country, that's that's fiat. It's a fiat, yeah. It's fiat.
2: By making by 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 saying that Bitcoin (laughs) is, yeah, by saying that Bitcoin is the currency of this country, you have now created an oxymoron situation where it's become this Bitcoin is fiat in this particular instance.
1: So we need still we need uh, another territory for that, right? And that's why,
2: and that's why people are suspicious of brands and politicians and, and, and people who are trying to gain influence who use Bitcoin to do that, to get headlines, to get publicity, because that is trying to disguise fiat with Bitcoin. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing.
0: Man, I, I really want to continue this conversation, but I, I want to be respectful of the time. Um, and I think that we if you'd be up for it, we should definitely have you back on, Tomek. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, about... I
1: hope uh, we guys can have you live mm-hmm. at the European Halving Party. oh yeah! As the name of your podcast is High Hash Rate, and I guess I'm the only one intoxicated here, intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> before, before
2: we before we wrap up, though, like, what was there any message or there was there anything that you wanted to discuss or, or put out there? Yeah,
1: it was uh, I was just putting it up there. Uh, you coming uh, and uh, us oh. continuing this discussion to Warsaw at uh, the Bitcoin Film Fest 24, which is at 420. Oh, Apple perfect! 20. Oh, perfect! <laughs> is perfect High for hash your, rate. 420. Is Are you serious? For your podcast, right? Yes. Oh, like this, is, this is why we picked this date because we love your podcast and we decided, okay, let's do it on That's 420. What it is.
2: Okay. <laughs> sent send. I don't know. I don't check. Mike does most of the communicating in the DMs. Uh, so send again, the information about this, the details, I will be there hundred percent.
1: Okay. You guys, you guys know was the, like a background, a thesis of when you're doing the halving party, like this guy's from Salvador, you had, uh, Sean also on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like he announced like a year ago, his party and he, th- he is doing it like April three to five current estimations for when the halving is, is about like April 23. And it's going earlier because hash rate is growing. You guys, know, so my bro- high hash yeah. rate something. Yeah. But so our thesis was that uh, halving, fourth halving, uh, will happen on four twenty two thousand twenty four at four twenty. You know, Bitcoin has magical superpowers, and four twenty <laughs> is magical date. Especially like it's at at the block eight hundred forty. So eight forty times two, it's four twenty again. Oh shit! It's gonna be like I, I'm not looking at the it's price that day, but. It's a meme.
2: So, for the purposes of this, after having this discussion, I want the having to be on 420. But my birthday yes. is is April 19th. So, 19th? if it's one so day earlier... Reason, double reason would... to be in Warsaw. <sighs> oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, I told you. like That's why we decided this date. Because it's Dan's birthday <laughs> and this podcast name. <laughs> well,
0: cool, man. Uh, Tomek, uh, if there's any other sort of... Uh, just a place where people can find you and any any of those shorthands that you want to leave uh, behind. Oh
1: yeah, uh, guys, so uh, you can find us on Nostr. Is npub 14 bjlawq 1455
2: <laughs> it, it will be in the show notes.
1: <laughs> it's on Nostr. <laughs> yes. It will be in the show notes. Um, but on Twitter, we had uh, at FilmFestBTC. BTC. I actually wanted to do to have a Bitcoin Film Fest handle on Twitter, but I found that like it's actually booked. And it's actually Mike who owns it. <laughs> Mike has Bitcoin <laughs> Film Fest handle on Twitter.
2: Is, so, we, is that, did we bury the lead? Uh, is that how you guys connected? This,
1: this, that is how we connected. Uh, actually, this That's is crazy. how we connected. This is how we connected. Uh, I, so I, 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 I mentioned about like some somebody Brecky and P. I think they told yeah. me. I think they told me that you, you, Mike, you, uh, you have this Twitter handle, and I'm like, hey, dude, like. It's like, why do you have this swing handle with one follower? Are you doing like Bitcoin Film Fest? We are having, we have a domain, like we can trade. Mike, um, uh, if you ever want to like donate it, a VIP ticket for Bitcoin Film Fest is waiting uh, in Warsaw.
0: I'll give some thought. I'll give some thought.
1: You can do it. You can do it. What, what, what you gonna do? It is like, are we gonna have a <laughs> brand competition? No way. We don't have, We don't need it. <laughs>
2: Mike, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to get your film into the film festival. What's to uh, your it that's film. true feature? No, are, he, is he, it
1: gonna be ready? I actually do have. A, I have a Bitcoin
0: film that I'm writing actually.
1: You told but me, but is it gonna be ready for April?
0: Oh I, no no! It definitely won't be ready. Maybe next okay. April. Next a,
1: editions, yeah, next for sure.
0: It needs it needs twenty twenty six or twenty twenty eight. I I'd say if, if that No, I thought that the I thought
1: it's uh, for this one because we have many submissions and we need to like uh, uh, program the screen time. But uh, we are waiting for your film. What well, is it
0: if it's if it's a short, I can. You know what? I'll ch- I'll make that challenge. I'll I'll fit. Come, I'll I'll go after the challenge. Come with I a trailer. Submit come with something. A pitch. Come a tr- yes. A trailer it will, that be will be ready by the next it will not time. Be a feature. It will be a feature. It will be a short film and I will make a short film. And I don't know if it'll play at the Bitcoin Film Fest, but uh, it will be a Bitcoin film.
1: Or at one of the. I don't Republican know. If, I don't know if it'll
0: get past the judges. Uh, you have to believe, well,
1: like, it depends how much intoxic- intoxicated, Mike, now, <laughs> I would watch it and decide like a Bitcoin film or not, like, now, like, the- <laughs> you're like, let's, let's form a jury, you know, Bitcoin. you, you have, have a head start and Sean,
2: from- you have a head start, Mike, because now we're the only three people that have a definition for what a Bitcoin movie is, you know, that That's definition. True. Now you can get a head start. You'll have Bitcoin the only movie. All yeah.
1: confirms.
0: <laughs> That's right. I'm so glad we we figured it out on this call. Cool, man. I'm um, I'm gonna cut it. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate podcast. You can find us on Twitter at High Hash Rate, or you can hit up Dan at Heartland Bitcoin H R T L N D Bitcoin, or myself Mike at Run Bitcoin. That's all one word: Run Dance Bitcoin. If you're a fellow pleb, or you. Just want to shoot the shit with two high Bitcoiners? Reach out to us. Holy Toledo!